This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. And it always amazes me, and I suppose it amazes all of us, how we can go about our lives day in. You know, we get up in the morning, we get ready, we go out, do what, whether we're going to work or to other activities or what have you. Go about our lives day in and day out, and then, you know, there's a lot of consistency there, and things are kind of the same. But then we look at the world through... Our political affiliations, usually that's what, what colors are. That, that colors are, are, are uh, or, or taints, I should say, maybe, our view of the world. And we see very, very different things out there. I mean, off in the distance, way out there. Um, in most cases. But that's all right. That's why we're here, to discuss all these differences and how how we perceive the world. We hope you'll join us. 360-676-5464 is our phone number here at KGMI Connects. Great to have you with us here on this Thursday before Christmas. And, uh, well, let's get started with Jim in Bellingham. He waited for almost the entire show yesterday and then didn't get his whole personal story out. So, Jim, good to have you. Well, thanks a lot for the opportunity. Uh, okay. I don't want to dwell on my story, but I, I think unless something catastrophic happens, we can dibble and dabble in it, I guess, over the next few weeks or months or however long we're doing it. Uh, I would say that I take things seriously, but, uh, you know, Neil Young, uh, Keep on Rocking in the Free World, are you familiar with that great song? Oh, of course, yeah. I saw, kind of a I signature saw, rock and roll. I've seen Neil Young a few times and seen him live. Yeah, and, yeah I saw him during that, that tour. He had the yeah. it was he had the giant um you know, it was the Rockin' in the Free World tour. I don't know if that was the formal name of the tour, but that was uh the album that was out and the song that was the hit at the time. It had these gigantic yeah. uh uh amplifiers on the that you know made up the stage. They were really cool. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well uh so I was kind of the antidote to Dennis Prager. I was kinda of drowning him out with that song. And uh, I also want to mention another uh, Neil Young song that I, when I moved away to, uh, under difficult circumstances to the East Coast, Maine, uh, I heard it on the radio. It's called Manch- Mansion on the Hill. It's uh, There's a mansion on the hill. Peace and love live there still. So uh, for all the warmongering that goes on, that's another antidote I'd like to say. So uh, I guess I'll go into however long we have left to talk. Uh, a love story continued. J.C., I won't mention the names, he's a man, and K.R., a woman, I really, really liked her, but I was too nervous to actually uh, say anything, although there was a brief encounter of sorts, and J.C. was a great friend of mine, and uh, so I I just say I would like to be their friend on some level, but, you know, time will tell and all that, so they, they looked after me a little bit, they come in and were in my space, you may call it. Uh, when I was really not doing too well, and I was confused and sort of delusional, so I didn't talk to them, and then I haven't seen them since or heard from them. But you know, I may be able to. I think I possibly can. And so I also wanted to mention that uh, when I was up here in Bellingham, I came up here to uh, college back in the early '80s or the mid to early '80s. Okay. So I also made friends with a guy. I won't mention names, but he's in a, he ended up in a, a rock band, which I saw. 
and uh, he was a very great uh, band. And so the Young Fresh Fellows I have mentioned, another band I've talked about recently. So they they played a homeless concert up here many years ago. And uh, so they both rock like hell. There was a description, one of those uh, blurbs about uh, uh, reviewing rock bands and what. So okay. definitely rock like hell and so forth. And even to a little bit of a give a shout out to the um, the um, other country folks. There's a song that you and Fresh Fellows do. It's called uh, "If You Believe in Cleveland." And it goes, uh, there's a country music station where they don't play all the crap, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of good. I like, I like Alan Jackson, you know, I've heard some of his songs. So kind of a, a little bit of a handout, an hand, extended hand to our uh, conservative friends that uh, hopefully we can make sense out of together with the world. And, okay. and, and so I thought there's more to say, but I've been on for a little while. So I, I did have. Uh, the guy that was in the band, his brother was that with me. Had a great end of the school year, uh, pizza and beer, and a great discussion. I had. I always remember that. And then I went back to the Southland and uh, pursued my business uh, in life as well as I can. And okay. uh, one more thing, since okay. we're on rock and roll, Rossington Collins, don't misunderstand me. It's a great Southern rock song. And you'll, uh, baby, you'll go under if you don't carry on. I'm trying to urge people because these are difficult times. And I have troubles, and most people have troubles. My sister says everyone has something, you know. Uh-huh. So thanks for letting me on, Joe. I'll kind of keep it going, and thanks for opportunity to talk. All right, you bet. Young, fresh fellows. I, I'll have to look into them. I've heard, I've heard the name of the band. But, you know, you name your band that when you're young and fresh, and then, you know, if you have a long career— the name starts the, well, you start to curdle and your name's, you know, uh, anyway, I'm just saying. Uh, thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Let's go to Tim in Everson. Hi, Tim. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Uh, if I cough, excuse me, I got a cold. Okay. Uh, uh, on Christmas trees, one thing I was going to tell you, and I'm a day late and a dollar short, but uh-huh. uh, having grown up in you know, for the first 20 years in the Midwest, the most important thing to do when you get a Christmas tree is cut about three inches off the bottom. Uh-huh. Well, I did that. Because I mean, I, I didn't did cut that? three inches off. I cut about an inch, I guess. Um, and, well, if it was looking uh-huh. fresh, then you were probably okay. You probably just got, you need to rake your hands over the needles. And if they're falling at the lot, move on yeah i mean it, it seemed okay we bought the tree pretty early and um and i you yeah. didn't have it by a heating vent did you well that's part of it is it's in an area that gets a lot of sun and we had some bright sunny days and it warms up in that part of the house pretty pretty much you know and so i'm wondering if that took a toll on it but it never really sucked up water you know i, I wonder if part of the problem was that you know i used uh I used a saber saw, a jigsaw, and had a kind uh, well, of... you should be okay. That's what I thought. I was wondering if it needed, because it seemed to have a pretty fine, I guess I must have had sort of a front fine um, blade on it that left a pretty smooth cut. So I was wondering if maybe that sealed it off somehow, or I don't know. I just, I used a regular bow saw on the on the tree that uh, the folks brought by here for me and, and donated yeah. so uh, generously to our, to our house. <laughs> Okay, so I got a question for you, and it's okay. not a setup or anything, but it's it's my understanding 
that Florida and Massachusetts, the only name they're going to put on the Democrat primary ballot is Joe Biden. So, yeah, would you consider that a, a form of voter suppression? Well, right offhand, I don't know of a, another Democrat or another candidate who is running as a Democrat in the primary. Well, there's two more. There are? There's uh, Marianne Williamson. Oh, is she running as a Democrat again this time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's uh, actually, I don't even know the guy. He's from Minnesota or Michigan. It, it just seems to me, you know, and, and quite honestly, I think Marianne's running at 13%, the other guy at below 5%. Okay. But still, people should have a choice. Okay. Of course, you know, what I, what I see in the, the primaries, it's, and it's not what happens here in Washington after voters approve this top two primary. To me, though, that... I think the, pro- the the parties should be able to decide, use their own process to decide who is going to be their standard bearer in particular races. It just it seems that that is only fair. Uh, let Democrats choose who they want and what process they want to use. Let Republicans do the but same. It's a primary. It's yeah. a primary. Well, sure, but uh, it's still it's the it's the party the state party's decision. I guess I. You could call it voter suppression, but um, I, I, I don't. I'm I, not. I'm it's wondering. The party, I'm, I'm it's the party deciding who it wants to rally behind, and um, to say, okay, every every step of the process has to be completely democratic. I I don't know that that has to be the case, but I get what your point is, and then I'm not okay. saying you're t- you're completely wrong, but in my mind, like with the top two primary, I mean, there are some races that have happened here in Washington that don't, don't include uh, members of any, but one party, you know, and, and how is that working? <laughs> this just doesn't seem right. I, but, I, but, but that is usually because nobody from the other party has thrown their hat. To me. Well, not necessarily. I mean, there have been somewhere. Um, and, and I think they've been all, I, I I'd have to look and see which party they're from, but um, just because of the makeup of the, 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 the political makeup of that uh, particular, um, uh, you know, legislative um, area or what have you, that that's just how it comes out. The top two end up being from the same party, and so they're the only ones that are uh, there whose names are on the, the general election ballot. It just seems kind of kooky to me. But, and and could I say one more thing? Sure. It would it would be nice if John from Ferndale could quit picking on other callers. He's always got to make fun of other callers okay. and and be negative. You know what? He can view his, his – he can spout his views and get along with his, you know, slanderous utterings and everything else. But it's just no fun. It's, it's just ridiculous. I, I feel sorry for the guy. But you know what? Make your point and make an educated point without calling out Rich and Michael and Juanita and Michelle. And he says okay. it in such a derogatory form. So, John, 
you know, make okay. your point and quit, quit demeaning other people. All right. There we have it. A uh, little uh, advice uh, <laughs> from Tim and Everson. Thanks, Tim. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We got two folks on the line, and that means we got open lines for you to join our conversation. 360-676-5464. Back in a moment. The Mill at 7th, Linden's hidden jewel of a restaurant on Front Street. You'll find comfortable dining, top-shelf service with consistently delicious food. If you haven't experienced The Mill, it's time to visit. Hi, I'm Linda, owner of The Mill at 7th. I want to invite you to come dine with us. Our staff and I have worked hard to create an atmosphere that provides you with a welcoming experience with fresh, enticing foods, cocktails, and a wonderfully unique selection of wines. Listen to what our customers have to say. CJ says, We love to eat here. Plan on spending some relaxing time in an environment that's warm and inviting. The staff is so sweet and the food is so yummy. Ashley says, The mill is one of my go-to dinner spots. The food and atmosphere are always exceptional and the service can't be beat. If you want an amazing appetizer, get the apple crostini. You won't be disappointed. Stop by the mill today for an exceptional date night experience. Group parties and catering options at the mill at 7th, downtown Linden on Front Street under the windmill. Cascade Natural Gas is offering energy efficiency rebates so you can enjoy more comfort in every room of your home and a lower energy bill, all while earning cash incentives. Find out how upgrading to high-efficiency gas equipment will keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer and earn rebates. Contact a Cascade Trade Ally today. Call Bellingham Plumbing and Heating today. They have expertise in resolving all your water and heating needs, including water treatment, tankless water heaters, HVAC and furnace systems, gutters, kitchen and bathroom models, restaurant kitchens, and so much more. Save both energy and money on your hot water bill with a tankless water heater from Bellingham Plumbing and Heating. Check out their online specials at bpheating.com. So, if you're a Cascade Natural Gas customer, take another walk through your home and start thinking of all the rebates you could earn when you upgrade the energy efficiency of your home. Don't wait. Find out more today at CNGC.com to start earning your cash rebates. Dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals, law enforcement, and groups giving back to our community. Brought to you by Nieder House of Luxury in Bellingham. Dedicated to service acknowledges the Whatcom Literacy Council staff, volunteers, and the many community contributors who helped make this year's literacy breakfast a huge success. More than $30,000 was raised to help fund free adult literacy programs in Whatcom County. Improved literacy is a key component to help people become more empowered, employable, and and better able to care for themselves and their families, and this money will help provide free tutoring and small group classes for hundreds of local adults motivated to learn. Dedicated to service, brought to you by Nieder House of Luxury, voted best jewelry store in the Northwest. This holiday, start with Nieder House of Luxury for their beautiful selection of jewelry with unique and custom designs, perfect for the one you love for Christmas and the New Year. Find them at 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, next to Lombardi's back patio. Nieder House of Luxury. Great to have you with us here on this Thursday afternoon. It's KGMI Connects. And give us a call. Tell us what's on your mind. 360-676-5464. Our phone number, Michelle in Bellingham, joins us. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um, I can say Merry Christmas again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that ever hurts. And a Happy New Year. Uh, yeah, nobody too. deserves it more than you do. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, but thank you. Well, no, no. You put up with a lot of us uh, crazies. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm joking. But, you know. yeah. Hey, I will say that Tim in Everson, whom I've actually had the good fortune of meeting, 
uh, is quite a fine gentleman. Um, we don't always agree, but for the most part we do. And he's just a very personable, kind man. But anyway, um, I uh, uh, he just happened to bump into me one time and asked me if I was Michelle because I had that sexy, deep voice. But anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, I, I was going to say, yeah, it's too bad. It's not for men. It's for only for women, for other gay women. But anyway, uh, I was going to say, um, one, first of all, I want uh, to talk to just want to mention that Dennis Prager, whom I don't always agree with by any means, uh, Dennis Prager said something extremely wise that I caught it at the very end of his show today because I turned on the radio to hear your show, of course. And um, he said that every single Gazan death of civilians, he means, in Gaza is the fault of Hamas. Now, I'm not saying that Israel you know, can't do better. I think hopefully they will be able to find a way. But at the same time, he said it was very much the same as every single German death uh, during World War II was the fault of Hitler. Now, that was true, and he's also right about Gaza. And the thing about we killed hundreds of thousands. I'm not sure the exact total number that Americans and our allies were responsible for during World War II, but I know the cities that we firebombed and burned because we didn't quite have the A-bomb yet. I don't know if we would have used it on Germany. But the cities that we firebombed and burned in 1943, 44, 45, that killed hundreds of thousands of people, and it was terrible. And most of those people were not Nazi Party members. And it, it was just truly a wartime tragedy, just like Gaza is. And so I just want to say that I thought Prager was correct there. Now, the other thing is— um, Well, just on I, that point, I guess—you know, and I, I understand what you're saying, and I've heard the point made before— uh, after the war, though, I think the, the sentiment was that this isn't and, – and I don't think going forward that this is how we want to see war conducted because it happened in 1944, nor in 45, that this is what we, what we expect from war is just this total devastation and, and punishment of uh, civilian populations. I know – uh, you know, the civilians uh, and, and I've said it myself that um, that Hamas knew what was going to happen when it attacked Israel. They knew what the response was going to be. And um, uh, I don't I don't know. You can say 100 percent that it's Hamas fault because it's Israel. That is that is, you know, that is doing this. But um, and I mean, Israel is being judged, I guess, on the the in the you know, the world's uh, public opinion. And it's not, it's not going well for Israel in that respect. Uh, But Joe, uh, Joe, I, We'll just have to agree to disagree, and and I'm not trying to insult you when I say this, okay? Uh, Please don't be insulted. I sincerely believe that the criticism of Israel, I'm not saying they're perfect or they couldn't do things better at certain times and places, but the criticism of Israel is by and large anti-Semitic to the nth degree, and it's just. No, uh, I'm not saying dis- you're. I'm not saying you're anti-Semitic. You, uh, so you're saying that you can't you can't disagree or criticize the Israeli government without no, being no, no. anti-Semitic. No, no, I'm not saying that. I don't like Netanyahu, for example. I, I wish they had a different leader, but okay. I am saying I am saying that Israel faces. And I think Hamas is rapidly being uh, uh, extinguished, thank God. But Israel faces a 
an existential threat in the Middle East from people who are anti-Semitic, mainly from Iran. And Iran is the most evil country in the world. The United States and many other of our allies have declared it the leading state sponsor of terrorism on earth. And I believe that. And uh, I have always, since the 1979 revolution, hated the Islamic terrorists in Iran. And I don't like to talk about hating human beings. But anyway, let me move on to something else. I think... I think that, um, well, first of all, Kim mentioned about Biden being the only person on some ballots. Well, this is partly the the result of Robert F. Kennedy being on the ballot, because he will take a lot of votes away from Biden. Now, whether that's enough to defeat Biden, I don't know. It's way too early to make too much speculation about this election. Way too many things could happen. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, 10 months is, a, is an eternity in politics. But anyway, what I was going to say is, that the gentleman from Minnesota is Dean Phillips. He's a House of Representatives member okay. from Minnesota. He he joined uh, in 2020, so he's young. He's young and handsome and very vibrant. And in fact, there was a major article about him in the New York Times today. And he is quite a guy. And to be honest with you, if I have a choice. I'll vote for Dean Phillips, even though I don't think he has a chance to win because he's not well-known enough. But at the same time, I think he's one heck of a candidate. And um, on the other hand, when it comes to president, I will not vote for a Democrat under any circumstances because of the border situation, which I consider to be a national catastrophe. But anyway, um, back, and then one other okay. thing, All I right. am Let's... so grateful that the, that the judge – and I don't know how many people were on the jury or whether it was just a judge. I really didn't know that much about it. But that those three pol- police officers in Tacoma, let me just say this. They were cleared of all charges. It, it, was, the jury, it was a jury who cleared that. that okay, that well, cleared then, the thank officers. you. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm grateful okay. for that jury because I'm sick and tired of criminals. I don't care what color they are. I'm sick and tired of criminals. The, now, I'm not saying all police are perfect by any means, and okay, I'm not but, saying okay. that, that, you know. Uh, but, but, but understand, you know, now, now, but understand, Manuel Ellis was walking home from a convenience store. He wasn't ca- accused of any crime. The officers claimed that they saw him pull at the door handle of a vehicle at an intersection. This wasn't like, I, I mean, this is different from, from what you would yeah, call a criminal. Yeah, that's he ended that's up dying that night, so I think we have to remember that. That's my point exactly. He okay. had drugs in his system. He okay. had problems with his health. He, I've studied okay. this case. Okay. He, okay. Okay. Joe, he was like so many criminals. He was his own worst enemy. He okay, was Michelle. responsible for his death because he did not follow the law. He did not follow right. the instructions of the officers. He okay. tried to flee, and that is never going to be a, a, a formula for success. Okay, okay, Michelle. Yeah, we've had eight, eight minutes, and I, I – okay, all right. We've gone over a lot of topics there, I, and – I mean, okay, but he he was restrained face down on the on the pavement with his hand cuffed, and uh, so I, I there are a lot of I I would say there's still a lot of questions. I wasn't there; none of us were there. The jury found the jury listened to the evidence, found these officers to be not guilty. Okay, uh, I don't think we should be celebrating that whole situation. I I think let's move on. Hopefully, the community will move on. 
Uh, but I'm sure there's a lot of emotion that's building down there. But appreciate it, Michelle. Uh, let's see. I, I've got to take a quick break. we got other folks on the line. We'll get to them and to you, too, here on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464. Are you on Medicare or individual health insurance and wondering if you are on the right plan for you and your family? This is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, formerly Vibrant USA. We understand the TV advertising and the mail you have been receiving may create more questions than answers. Although the deadlines are coming, you may still have time to make a change. So call us at 866 866- 733-5111. Our agents can review your plan options, answer your questions, and put your mind at ease. How can you possibly call yourself my friend? What? Come on, why are you taking it so personal? You never heard of friendly competition? Although there really won't be much competition. What? Are you kidding me, bro? Hey, what can I get you? How about a new drinking buddy? <laughs> oh, come on, man. You don't need to go to Boston to find a new drinking buddy or a place where everybody knows your name. Menace Brewing in Bellingham's Fountain District is family-owned and operated and pet-friendly. So when you're at Menace Brewing, you're always with family, even if you're not rooting for the same team. Whether you're looking for a place to catch a soccer match, test yourself on trivia night, or grab some delicious food from one of our rotating food trucks, Menace Brewing is your friendly neighborhood brewery. Stop by from noon till 10 daily and enjoy a refreshing craft pint. Bring your friends and make some new ones. So next time you'd like to get away, head to Menace Brewing on the corner of the Guide and West North Street in Bellingham. Cheers. At Puget Sound Energy, we're proudly aspiring to reduce our own emissions to net zero and to go beyond by helping others reduce carbon across Washington. Together, we're investing in local renewables, strengthening the electric grid, helping customers switch to electric vehicles, innovating with low-carbon resources, supporting our communities, and saving energy along the way. Together, we're creating a clean energy future. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Great to have you with us here on this Thursday afternoon. Let's go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. Yeah, yesterday Michelle talked about the traffic and how there's a lot of reckless driving out there. Yeah. And I was going to talk about that a bit. I I ride mostly on my bike in Bellingham, and I do find most of the drivers are pretty courteous. And with the bike lanes and stuff, I feel fairly safe in Bellingham, but I'm a little more afraid out in the county where people are driving faster and they don't often have the facilities. And it just seems like people are more redneck, like in the county, I guess. In Bellingham, isn't too bad, but I but I do think that redneck that is a big problem. That's like, okay, all right. <laughs> I hate to stereotype rednecks, but there I just get the feeling 
The county's more sprawling and, and just doesn't seem as friendly to pedestrians and bicycles, even though some areas are okay. It sort of depends on the area. But the main thing is I we got, you know, if we worry about criminals and stuff. We got all these people behind the wheel. And, uh, you know, I feel safer on a bus than I do, you know, in a car maybe with all the whoever's on the wheel, behind the wheel, and now we're getting more of the self-driving technology, and I've heard that they could do more to try and have the cars enforce the law, because, like, you know, it's kind of difficult. The police are sort of a thin blue line Mm -hmm. to keep people safe, and I'm in favor of police, but there are some people that Want the, you know, they think the police are too draconian, maybe, but, uh, you know, they kind of do keep us safe. So I, I respect the police, but I, I'd like to see their job made easier. Like if the self-driving technology that's assisting drivers in cars, if it could make it harder for people to speed, for instance, maybe there'd be a way to override when you're passing and that sort of thing. But I think they could track people with GPS. People might not like that because of the privacy rules or whatever. But when you're on the road, you're basically in a public space and people's lives are in your hands. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think we could do more with the technology and the way we design streets because a lot of streets are designed for too high a speed when they go through residential areas. So we need more things like the speed bumps and the flowers so that people have to drive around, you know, the flowers in the middle of the street, traffic calming devices and and the way we design our cities and stuff would help there. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Well when and when it comes to self driving cars, I, I wonder because there will still be high-strung people who, well, the the kind of people who would rage maybe at other drivers for being too slow or being in their way or what have you, or you know, stuck at a light and you know, and you know, that tension and the stress and the the anger builds up. And and I w- I would just think if we're all in self-driving cars, that person would probably be yelling at the car they're in. Uh, to go faster or, you know, get around this, get, come on, get me, get me to where I'm going. I don't know that that, uh, that human trait would be, would be fixed by being in self-driving vehicles. But uh, there are, there are things that I think would be a benefit, obviously. I I mean, if you had a whole string of self-driving cars, say coming up to uh, where, uh, you know, just uh, where there's a a lane closed ahead, you know, these self-driving cars would probably, you know, they communicate with each other, obviously, and they would make space, and it would probably even out the whole process a lot, e- a lot better. It probably get us through some of these uh, traffic jams better. But yeah, yeah. I think it would. Yeah. I think it's going to be a while before we get the full self-driving cars. But we mm-hmm. now we're getting driver assist technology, and and I think the car companies kind of resist this, but I think it they could do better at okay. at making people safer drivers. And also, yeah, it would help reduce the traffic and stuff because we're kind of like dinosaurs with a little brain controlling a giant body in the automobile. <laughs> and I don't really well, trust most of us behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. But we, our brains are more, they, they, they're higher functioning than dinosaurs, luckily. But, um, yeah, uh, unless we unless the emotions take over. And then, then we kind of lose our wits a bit. But thanks, Robert. Let's go to John in Ferndale. His name has come up a, a time or two here. Hi, John. 
Hey, Joe. Yeah, we need to bring back the red light traffic cameras. Don't let them mess with the timing of the yellow and all that stuff like that stupid Arizona company did. <laughs> but no, and, and put cameras there, cameras here, because I do, I, I do my shopping by foot. I make myself do it because my sciatica nerve thing flares up if I don't walk, right? Okay. So going to Hagen, you know, and I'm walking in, and I see every, everybody stopped in, in traffic and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'd say three out of five are all looking at their cell phones. And I want cameras to automatically give them tickets, and that that would ease a, a lot of the problem of speeders and everything else. Um, yeah, uh, what's that that guy out there that uh, he doesn't doesn't want me uh, uh, being mean to to people, mm-hmm. right? Um, I already forgot your name. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, my friend, Juanita <laughs> called up after I was told to watch Jesse Waters, and I said, no, that makes me want to vomit. I can't watch that guy because I, it really bothers me, people who commit adultery, right? When I know that this guy left his wife, cheated on her, and has four kids, and he's out with this chirpy, this, this you know, uh, he, he, that worked on his show, and, that they, you know, they both knew, they're like, she's a homewrecker, Emma, Right. And, okay. and so I'm 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 sorry, like like when when women are condemned to death because some crazy Republican state like Texas says, no, we're going to decide you can't flush that dead cell matter out of your uterus. You have to let it rot because we say okay. so. OK. And right. you're not going to have any more kids, whatever. I wanted to know what, what Juanita said about that. She got sidetracked on the Jesse Waters. But no, I'm so disappointed in all of y'all. Like this week was like this this week you will remember for the rest of your lives because this is the week where you all signed on to the guy who quotes Hitler. Okay. All right. Well, and I, I want to, you know, and I've been I've been waiting like Joe, you know, Hillary Clinton was psychic because it is deplorable to vote for or say you're going to vote for and follow a man who quotes fascist stuff. And, you know, look, Joe, this is serious now. And I'm, you know, at, I'm, I'm hoping that the Supreme Court takes the case, although we're going to we will make Clarence Thomas recuse himself because of his psychopathic wife who wants to like, yeah, okay. she's a nut okay. and helps coordinate January right. 6th. But we need to find out if he has immunity, if he doesn't, if they can charge all these people and Trump himself with trying to disrupt an official proceeding because he's an insurrectionist already ruled by four or five different judges, three diff- different courts. And if the Supreme Court backs it up, he'll be taken off the ballot in all 50 states, as he should, and rot in prison. Okay, okay, John. All right, all right. Uh, as far as the Mein Kampf thing, I, I, well, Trump said that he never had read Mein Kampf. And, you know, when he was president, so, you know, the, the, the folklore was that he just didn't read anything. He didn't read the, the reports given to him, the assessments, all that. So I don't see him sitting down and, and pouring through uh, Mein Kampf or something like that. So I, I tend to take that, uh, that uh, statement by the former president at face value. But quick, 
break. Uh, we'll be back with more. We got Rich on the line. We got another Tim, and uh, we want to hear from you too here on KGMI Connects. Back in just a moment, 360-676-5464. Tis the season of savings during DeWarden Bodie's annual year-end clearance sale on appliances, barbecues, mattresses, and more. Now through Sunday, DeWarden Bodie is bringing you two special offers. They will pay your sales tax on all qualifying in-stock appliances and mattresses or give you no interest financing for up to two full years on qualifying orders with no money down at checkout. Whether you're looking for a last-minute Christmas gift or needing an urgent replacement, you can pick up and take home in-stock appliances and mattresses with you today. Shop incredible savings on closeout appliances, floor models, one only, and slightly blemished appliances. Get year-end deals on a huge selection of laundry sets, refrigerators, wall ovens, cooktops, ranges, and so much more. Save your holiday cash at DeWard and Bodie this week and they'll pay your sales tax on all qualifying in-stock items or give you no money down and no interest for up to 24 months on qualifying appliances. It's the year-end clearance only at DeWard and Bodie, the appliance and mattress giants. Financing OAC qualifications apply. Hello, folks. This is Elder Law Attorney Phil George, the host of the Aging Hour, right here on KGMI every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. and the founder of Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. I have good news for you. We are having a live seminar at the new Holiday Inn and Suites over by the airport in Bellingham at 11 a.m. on Saturday, the 13th of January. Don't let another year go by without giving your family the peace of mind that comes with a comprehensive estate and retirement plan. Come out, get your questions answered, and learn how to set your family up for success in your retirement. Reserve your spot today at www.safeharborlegal.com Are you on Medicare or individual health insurance and wondering if you are on the right plan for you and your family? This is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, formerly Vibrant USA. We understand the TV advertising and the mail you have been receiving may create more questions than answers. Although the deadlines are coming, you may still have time to make a change. So call us at 866-733-5111. Our agents can review your plan options, answer your questions, and put your mind at ease. This week with PNW Perks, get authentic Indian cuisine or a fresh slice of pizza with Tandoori Bites and all-time pizza. Tandoori Bites is now in Bellingham and Linden. You'll be amazed at the unique menu of -of one-of-a-kind foods that take your taste buds on a journey overseas. Enjoy a bountiful menu featuring tender butter chicken and succulent baked tandoori meats, plus plenty of vegetarian and halal options. For a special dining experience, eat family-style, complete with authentic Indian-style seating. The new Tandoori Bites Linden location also features a sports bar with local craft beers, Indian beer, wine, and a full cocktail menu. Tandoori Bites Linden is also home to all-time pizza, 21 different flavorful pizzas to choose from with a tasty variety of fresh toppings. Dine in or take out. Thursday with PNW Perks, you can get a $50 gift certificate for just $25 to Tandoori Bites in Bellingham or all-time pizza and Tandoori Bites in Linden. PNW Perks certificates are good for both locations. Get your deal Thursday at 8 a.m. only at pnwperks.com. The mood is right, the spirit's up, we're here tonight, and that's enough, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Thanks for joining us here on KGMI Connects, and we've got time to take your call, your thoughts, and let's go to Tim in Fairhaven. Hi, Tim. Hey, how's it going? Very good, very good. You had some thoughts on driving and pedestrians and all that? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, getting dark earlier, and there's a lot more people out walking around. And and uh, if it's been raining, or if it is raining, they're really hard to see. Uh-huh. And uh, I was, like, I was driving the other night, and, you know, the 
where the crosswalks are where you can push the button and the yellow lights come on. Uh-huh. And uh, I was driving, all of a sudden the lights came on, and I, I couldn't even see the people. I was like, where are the people at? And I got a little bit closer, and they were already halfway across before I could even see them. Uh-huh. And I, I just uh, that's one of the people to know that, you know, maybe try to carry a flashlight. And uh, if you're walking, just because you can see the car, don't take it for granted that that car can see you. Yeah, good good advice, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it does get darker here, you know, especially like you say, when it's raining and there's reflection off the pavement, it's different because I've lived in other parts of the country. It's different here. It just seems darker and more distracting, the you know, the reflections and everything. It's just, it, it can get really confusing. Yeah. Yeah, it really can. And I, I, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but some of these headlights are like, I, I would swear they have their brights on. They just seem brighter. Mm-hmm. Like some of these new cars. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. But oh, it's just yeah. Like, yeah, the, the, the bright white, that kind of almost blue white light. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. It's, it, it is. It's piercing for sure. All no right. that, but that was all I wanted to talk about. Just, uh, you know, try to keep some people safe. And... Sounds good. Thanks, Tim. Hey, no problem. All right. Have a good one. Let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hey, Rich. How's it going, Joe? Doing all right. Yeah, that was great advice about the pedestrians versus cars in the dark and the rain. Yeah, yeah. If you're a pedestrian, don't matter right or wrong, you're the vulnerable one, so you got to be defensive. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, who cares what the law says? It's your life. So you need to be smart, be, have reflective gear, have a flashlight. Well, I have the right of way. Well, yeah, but if you get hit, doesn't matter who's right, you're hurt. Exactly, so yeah. you got to be smart about it. So, yeah, the border thing, I was listening to a little bit of Prager, and they're about to set another one-month record for a number of illegal crossings. And I was thinking... Why can't they just stop them at the border and say, hey, there's a border crossing station here, here, and here. Go get in line. After all, they're all uh, legitimate asylum seekers, as the left says. So there is no reason they couldn't go to a regular border crossing. And think how much safer that would be than walking through the river and the hazards of getting all wet in a big river with, you know, probably not the cleanest water. Mm-hmm. So. Well, they yeah. should just go to the regular crossings and deal yeah. with all the smart people there. And, you know, they have bathrooms there. They have light and heat, lots of agents. So this need to cross illegally is just it makes no sense if they're all legitimate asylum seekers. It just there's no reason for it. Well, that that makes sense to, to me, too. I, I would have to say, of course, I'm not one of them. And I, I don't know if they. They think, well, I, you know, it's going to take forever, or they'll never let me in. Um, Why not? They're seeking I, asylum. They're pure as the wind-driven snow, Joe. We're yeah. led to believe that, well, right? I mean, they're all good people, right? Every I last don't one. Don't know that anybody has ever said that, but I don't it's know that they're to the, the to the uh, to the level of that. They're all criminals and rapists and drug no, uh, d- drug but they're not runners all good either. and. Well, th- there's there's no segment of any population that's all that's good. That's why you do background checks through the legal system and make sure they're not criminals and make sure they're not sick with the disease, because we don't need to bring disease-ridden people with polio and measles into our country. We have to remember the people that are counted in these in these counts have been contacted by Border Patrol. It's not like there's not some magical counter that's watching them go by and they're just running through and then getting through. They're the people that are actually encountered. And then are uh, in in many cases, if they are sent back, 
and sent back over the border. And, you know, some so many of these are are multiple crossers. So they're encountered multiple times and adds to the count. I mean, none of us are down there. Same thing. None of us are down at the border seeing what's actually going on. And, uh, you know, it. I mean, well, they're not lying about the numbers, Joe. I mean, do you think I don't know. Not true that I coming? don't know. I, I, when you see those pictures of all those people, that let me, up. let me throw this out there. I mean, I, you know, we had a whole conversation yesterday about what happened at the Capitol on January yeah. 6th. And we got people who continue to say it was, you know, it was like a, a you know, bunch of tourists coming for a, you no, know, just a visit to the Capitol. There was no violence. There was almost no violence. There was nothing to, you know, arrest people for. Okay. And and but and and without believing the 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 police force there, but now but when it comes to the border, we believe anything that the border patrol says. I'm just well, I'm you, just saying you, you have to. Numbers, we, the numbers are vastly different. You can't. But why do you believe the numbers? I mean, how can you believe the numbers? Well, look look at the pictures. Look well, at the pictures. I, I you know, know. The pictures lie That's too. what I'm saying about January 6th too. But then uh, uh, people, I. I'm not saying you, but many people right. refuse to refuse to accept of what really happened that day. But. So to me, Joe, no matter what, how you label January 6th, it was not good. Okay, but, I, no, I appreciate the, that, and I'm the same the, uh, same thing, and same thing with the good. the riots that emanated from uh, from uh, George Floyd protests, BLM protests. Not good, not a good thing, not something we want to see or that we want to but support in it's any the way. The context, the way it's presented, that I have a huge issue with. It's it's made out to be this worst thing in American history when it literally was six hours long, compared to other horrific events with destruction and burning and looting. And then those are considered mostly peaceful. The way we arbitrarily label things out of context and very hypocritic-like, it's, you well, know, yeah, I it think sucks. It should be, well, we should have a uniform way to describe our, things. You know, our government's like anything, any kind of structure. I mean, it's it's based on our faith in it and, and in well, the system and in the structure of it. And if all of a sudden we've got rioters going to dis- to destroy the seat of that and to to basically lay waste to what the the business of that body of government it that is disconcerting. Well, I very mean, few uh, of those people had that intention, Joe. Probably less than one percent. Most were there to do peacefully protest, same as the BLM riots. Well, the they people that broke protest, into right? the Capitol were there to stop what was happening. I bet you half of those people who broke in had no intention of going in. It was herd mentality. They were there. The crowd was moving, and they had to go in. I bet you anything. Well, that's how the crowd mentality works. I see it with animals. People, we are also a herd animal. When you get in large groups and they start moving, you have to move with it or you're trampled and dead. Okay. But when it comes to, okay, all right, I'll accept that. But when it comes to, to legal charges against those people, that's not a defense. You can't say, yeah, you know, you can't say is, and as it, a, as a is, legal defense that. that this person did it and I just was pulled, I was sucked into the emotion and 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 I did what I did. That's that's not well, a legal defense. In traffic, when traffic, you got to keep up with the traffic or you get run over or passed a lot. But that but doesn't you still, mean it's you, that doesn't it, mean it, you it, can't be stopped. Yeah, it, I mean, if the traffic is, is zipping defense, by you I, by I 80, at 85 miles an hour and you feel like, i got to go 85 miles an hour, a cop can still pull you over and write you a ticket. I mean, The best legal defense that January 6th people have 
is the, the footage Tucker released of the bullhorn guy walking up and down corridors in the Capitol with six police officers around him. And why mm-hmm. did they arrest him? There were six of him and one goofy dude with the horns. They all had guns. Well, they did eventually. Being, they did was, eventually face charges. But I mean, here were police officers who had been under assault for hours. Oh. You're going you know, to think they're gonna, they're gonna they're gonna just okay I, I you know you can Six find to one. you can Six find to one, Joe. you can find why wouldn't they take him down oh come he on was the leader. come on Rich he was, he was the head of this thing the video of him praying uh, Nancy Pelosi's death right. and they just stood there and did nothing okay it's the weirdest thing Joe it okay. makes no weird sense. okay weird we'll we'll accept weird all right but you can take you can find a peaceful moment in any awful situation and say look at hey there was nothing going on here i mean heck you could you could find a moment where people were lounging about and and uh you know sipping coffee in in normandy in 1944 and 45 but there was really awful stuff going on while while they were doing that i i mean that's not really a a, you know tucker carlson he did not do any favors by just selectively uh, uh, releasing this, you know, the sections of this video. But uh, when you talk about what forty thousand hours of video, there's going to be some some peaceful, easy feeling there sometimes. But there's a lot of bad in there too. Real quick, let's go to Jack in Seattle. Hi, Jack. Oh, I would love to get into it with you, but you don't care and you won't listen on that one. On the January sixth stuff, but well, I you, just can, you can tell me what you what you think. I, it's fine. I'm just saying that we will never know until they say how many FBI's were working there and how many until they release all the footage and that kind of stuff. Same thing. We won't know until they release Epstein's list. We won't know until they release this information. We do know that in Detroit, in the quote unquote. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping, eight of the 12 people that were involved in the plot were FBI infor- uh, FBI uh, people, you know, and that should be entrapment, not, you know, and that kind well, of thing. That's how, they've, ever, that's how they've caught wannabe um, terrorists, too, uh, that, uh, yeah, that but, I mean, but is nobody that... says anything about Roseanne Boyland, a gal who got beat to death by six uh, cops. In a tunnel, unarmed, unathletic, not forming a, not 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 showing a, a threat, and they, they they beat her to death right there on the on on the ground. The police didn't you know, beat they're, her they're, to death. If you look at, if you really research that video, that that wasn't shown to be a police beating her to death. But I, I, I you're right. Sure, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna agree with you on these. These things, but I guess it was just fine to for was it just no, fine in your mind what happened on I, January sixth, no, no, Jack? No, no. I mean, tell I'm, me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not God. I'm not. I'm not the judge. I'm well, just saying that we're not getting the whole story. Okay. All right. And and what I would like to do, I'd like to see is I would like to uh, I would like to see what goes on at the Westboro Baptist Church that John must be going to, that allows him to spew such vitriol. And and yet he still claims to be uh, a Christian. I don't know how you can uh, claim to be fair and balanced, but you argue with anybody that goes on the right side of the equation and support people. Well, like I never that. really claimed that I'm fair and balanced, no. but I give you a chance no. to, to, to air whatever thoughts and are on you your mind, it. and I can I can disagree. I mean, it's my show. Yeah. 
unfortunately I, in your mind, yeah. but that that's what it is. And we're out of time, Jack. I appreciate your thoughts, and we'll have more of the discussion tomorrow. Take me to task. You can, but um, and and I'll take you to task. I think that's a fair way to have a discussion. Am I supposed to just roll over? I don't think so, and I don't expect you to either. And we'll be back tomorrow.